This podcast is sponsored by Skylight Frame. Mother's Day is almost here. What are you getting her? Something that shows you care. Something that makes her feel loved. Something that won't stress you out. Something like the Skylight Frame. The Skylight Frame is the perfect gift. It's a touchscreen photo frame your whole family can upload photos to from wherever they are in the world. It's a way to share with her all the moments that matter. It sets up in seconds. You can even make sure that it's already loaded with photos when your mom opens her Mother's Day gift. And her Skylight Frame can hold thousands of the treasured photos you share. It's an easy, heartfelt way for mom to stay connected with those who matter most. It really is the perfect gift. Now, as a special Mother's Day offer for our listeners, Get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com slash easy. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E dot com slash easy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day purchase now at skylightframe.com slash easy. A rested child is a happy child. Sleep Tight Stories is a weekly podcast that brings comfort and joy to families worldwide with calming bedtime stories. The stories are relevant to children and spark wonder without overstimulation, so they can fall asleep and stay asleep. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For a bedtime routine you'll miss when they're grown, Sleep Tight Stories. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. I've got some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring the one and only Chris Jenner. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That is very, very exciting. And that's just the beginning. We'll also be joined by podcast host Jay Shetty, Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, and many more. So come on in, take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. is a production of iHeartRadio. I'm your host, Heidi Murkoff, and I'm a mom on a mission, a mission to help you know what to expect every step of the way. Sure, sleep deprivation comes with the new mom territory, but you might not have expected the sleepless nights to start while you're still pregnant. From heartburn to leg cramps, assorted aches to multiplying pains, midnight bathroom runs, a hopped-up metabolism, and a watermelon of a belly, it's not surprising you're having trouble settling down for a good night's sleep. Or any night's sleep. It might be good preparation for the sleepless nights you'll encounter as a new parent, but I'm here to say you don't have to take pregnancy, insomnia, lying down. 
or even propped up. Today, we're breaking down the most common barriers that stand between you and the Z's you need so you can put those pregnancy sleep problems to bed once and for all. I'm here with Emma. And Emma, I remember that you had quite a few sleep problems when you were pregnant with both boys. I didn't have any that I can remember, but you you had plenty. Yeah, I had these weird issues where I couldn't sleep in a bed. I could only sleep in a recliner or the couch. On my second pregnancy, I literally slept on the couch the whole entire time. And then with my first one, I slept on the couch or in a pregnancy recliner chair. The glider? The glider. Yeah, I had a lot of issues. So how did you finally get some sleep or did you? I mean, honestly, I'm team Benadryl. My doctor said it was okay. So I took Benadryl. That was really helpful. And also just giving in to the fact that, look, I'm not going to stay in the bed all night, like tossing and turning when if I can get some shut eye on the couch, just do it. And it kind of sucks though, because this was going to be the last time I was going to be able to like have my husband to myself. So it would have been nice in retrospect to have spent that time with him. But look, a girl's got to sleep. So yeah, girl's got to sleep. And you know, the other thing when you're pregnant, he's always going to be freezing cold because you're always so hot that you're turning Mm -hmm. on the AC. And he's got to take one for the team. And yeah, he's got to take one for the team. I'm always a little hot though. I'm running hot all the time. So uh, we argue about that anyway. (laughs) Actually, I do too. Okay, mom, let's get real about pregnancy sleep. You feel so exhausted when you're pregnant, yet you can't sleep. How ironic. What is going on inside our bodies that makes sleeping sometimes seem impossible? Well, there are really too many things to count, but they're all related to baking your baby bun. And since we're there, let's start with the oven temperature, right? Your internal thermostat is always set to overheated when you're pregnant. So even when the heat's off, you're still heating for two. And then there's the pregnancy hormones that increase the amount of REM, which is rapid eye movement sleep that you have. And that's the dream sleep. And that's the sleep that's most easily interrupted by those endless runs to the bathroom, another pregnancy perk. And by all those other pregnancy symptoms that can keep you up all night, like congestion and that nagging post-nasal drip cough and heartburn and hip pains and leg cramps and itchy skin. Oh, and that racing mind that you have trouble switching off. And wait, did I mention trying to get comfortable? Yes, I had that post-nasal drip. It was awful with the gag reflex too, when you're a little bit nauseous and then you have that gross junk slipping down your throat. Not a good time. Yeah, that's very, very common when you're pregnant is the post-nasal drip cough. So you say bedtime routine is not just for babies. Explain what you mean. Well, I say that bedtime routines are for every body. The relaxing repetition of the same soothing activities in the same order, at the same time, every single night, can help your body and your mind apply the brakes gradually instead of trying to slam on the brakes. So trying to go straight from 100 to zero, it doesn't work for babies. It definitely doesn't work for toddlers, and it definitely doesn't work for mommies. So take at least an hour before bed to unwind and make your routine boringly predictable, just like you would with a baby or a toddler. A warm bath, soothing music, a light bedtime snack, maybe a back rub, and if you're in the mood, the ultimate nightcap, sex or solo sex. 
Either one, whatever relaxes you. You know, it's actually a really good dress rehearsal for when you have the baby. And I'm not mad at the sex part. Who could be? Please don't tell me we're not supposed to do screen time before bed. Don't tell me this, Mom. Well, I think I've already told you like a thousand times. But yeah, for a better night's sleep, you got to wean off the screen, your phone, your iPad, at least an hour before you turn in, because the light from the screen does mess with your sleep by suppressing your levels of melatonin, which is the hormone that regulates your internal clock, which is, you know, aka your circadian rhythms. And it's really a double whammy because screen time at bedtime not only keeps you from falling asleep, but it can keep you from staying asleep during the night. Same thing with toddlers, just in case you're wondering. And I know that I am guilty of not following this particular rule because I'm always, you know, on Instagram with my mom buddies. But then again, I'm not pregnant. And when I was pregnant, there were no electronic devices. I'm pretty sure there was electricity even back then, but there were no electronic devices. And maybe that's why I slept so well. Of course there was electricity. (laughs) But there are apps that you can get and you can go app happy when it comes to meditation, white noise apps, a calm app, maybe we'll call it a calm mom app, whatever gets the job done. You know, that's literally what I do. I use a white noise machine on my phone and my headphones and it not only calms me, but it helps me sleep and I'm not pregnant right now. So I don't know how you sleep with headphones on though. I can't sleep without them. It's like dogs in the thunder. It's like my thunder buddy blanket. (laughs) They should sell those for pregnant women. Okay, speaking of melatonin, are there other natural remedies that can help with pregnancy insomnia? It's better to produce your own melatonin than it is to pop it during pregnancy because most natural remedies haven't been studied for safety during pregnancy, and that includes melatonin. So don't try that at home or other home remedies at home, at least not without your doctors or midwives, okay? And you can also ask your doctor or midwife about taking a magnesium supplement or using a magnesium spray before bed. Magnesium is a natural muscle relaxant that can ease leg cramps and bonus points. Emma, I hope you're paying attention. It can also ease constipation. Plus, because it's a muscle relaxant, it might help with sleep. And something else that's been around for generations, warm milk. And your mom doesn't have to be there to give it to you. But warm milk can actually induce sleepiness. And a light snack to go with it, like a banana or some almonds, cheese and crackers are another great option that's going to keep your blood sugar on an even keel during the night and help you catch those Z's. I'm down for anything that's going to help with constipation. I'm the constipation queen. (laughs) So I've heard. Yeah. (laughs) What about lavender? Although lavender uh, makes me a little gaggy. I personally, lavender would keep me up because I don't like the smell of it, but it may help you smell your way to sleep. It's known for sleep-inducing properties, but if you're going to try lavender, use a lotion before bed or, you know, stick a little sachet into your pillowcase, but don't use straight up essential oils when you're pregnant. Any of them you should stay away from because they're super strong. And can make you queasy. Yeah, depending on your queasy level. Okay. So what should we take and not take to help pregnant moms sleep better? Okay. So you saw this coming, but you got to ask your doctor or midwife, if you can't count how many sheep you've counted and you still can't catch your Z's, there are some sleep aids that 
are considered safe over the counter. Unisom is what's often used for morning sickness in combination with B6. And it's considered safe. So it's a safe go-to for sleep, though you might be drowsy in the morning. Just make sure there are no other added ingredients that might not be pregnancy safe, like pain relievers. You always got to read the labels on over-the-counter medications because it might say sleep aid, but then it's got other medications added to it, like Advil or something like that. And there are prescription medications that are considered safe for occasional use. But of course, you guessed it. You got to check with your OB or your midwife before you pop them. Even if you have a prescription lying around from a different time, always make sure it's safe to take first. Yeah. I was on team Benadryl, but my doctor said it was okay. And Benadryl is considered okay. You know, of course, only use it when you absolutely need to use it and check with your doctor. You're always telling me not to drink coffee before bed. Of course, I don't listen. Of course you don't listen. What else is new? But I'm going to say it again. Caffeine stays in your system for at least eight hours, and that can keep you buzz when you're trying to unwind. You've got to either switch to decaf in the afternoon or just drink your morning joe and not your afternoon joe. And even things like dark chocolate or energy drinks, have them early in the day if you're going to have them. I had to pee all night when I was pregnant. Well, join the pregnancy club. And actually, that symptom was a keeper for me. Like, I still have to pee all night. But it's actually not a bad idea to limit your fluids before you turn in for the night. Um, Not to say that you should not drink if you're thirsty, but you don't want to guzzle a 32-ounce water bottle before you get into bed, because that's just asking for trouble. And coffee is a diuretic, so that's another good reason to skip coffee before bed. I had to pee, obviously, a lot during my pregnancy, but I had so much blood flow in my vagina, it made it hard to sleep in the first trimester. I felt like I was like a 14-year-old boy, but I also felt like I had to pee, but it was like blood flow, so I didn't have to pee, but my vagina made me feel like I had to pee. Is that normal? (laughs) First of all, you could have just had some sex. In my second pregnancy, I did, but not in my first. <laughs> that would have taken care of it. But it doesn't take care of it. That's the thing. It's just never ending. It's like a freaking vicious cycle. No, that's true. Sometimes it is that full feeling that you just can't relieve no matter what you do, but it's always worth a shot. Look, I'll take one for the team. I'll have sex. <laughs> what about positions in bed? No, mom, relax. Not that kind, <laughs> but the kind that can help us sleep better with our big bumps. Well, anything goes in the first four months position-wise, whether you're talking about sex or you're talking about sleep, it's after four months when back sleeping puts the weight of your growing baby and your uterus flat on your major arteries and belly sleeping becomes about as comfortable as sleeping on a melon or a basketball. So it's smarter to pick a side, either side, although the left side is considered optimum for circulation. Propping yourself on your side with pillows and body pillows, they have pregnancy pillows, any pillow really, will help you feel more comfortable, relatively comfortable, and also help keep you propped on your side. And it's going to take some getting used to if you're a confirmed back sleeper or belly sleeper. But I was lucky because I'm a lifelong side sleeper and actually my left side, so it never bothered me to have to sleep on my side. Same, same. Yay. Yay. Emma, you had some favorite sleep accessories, right? That you couldn't live without? Yeah. So 
it was nice to have the boppy pregnancy pillow because when I was sleeping on the couch, I kind of felt like I had my man with me. I could put my leg up on it. It felt really good. <laughs> and didn't you also use a fan? You always use a fan. Oh, I need a fan to sleep. I need some cold air blowing in my face. My husband loves it. Yeah. And it helps with circulation anyway, because you get kind of stuffy when you're pregnant. So that helps a lot. Right. I was always stuffy and I mm-hmm. always had bloody noses. That is another episode entirely, but yes, super common, super common. This podcast is sponsored by Skylight Frame. Mother's Day is almost here. What are you getting her? Something that shows you care. Something that makes her feel loved. Something that won't stress you out. Something like the Skylight Frame. The Skylight Frame is the perfect gift. It's a touchscreen photo frame your whole family can upload photos to from wherever they are in the world. It's a way to share with her all the moments that matter. It sets up in seconds. You can even make sure that it's already loaded with photos when your mom opens her Mother's Day gift. And her Skylight Frame can hold thousands of the treasured photos you share. It's an easy, heartfelt way for mom to stay connected with those who matter most. It really is the perfect gift. Now, as a special Mother's Day offer for our listeners, Get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com slash easy. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E dot com slash easy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day purchase now at skylightframe.com slash easy. When your child fights sleep, it can feel like a battle you'll never win. Imagine a bedtime routine you all look forward to, where you cuddle in and let the stress of the day melt away. Welcome to Sleep Tight Stories, a calming weekly podcast that brings bedtime stories, cuddles, and comfort to families worldwide. The stories are quirky, relatable, and spark wonder without overstimulation, so listeners can fall asleep and stay asleep. Each episode is narrated by me, Cheryl McLeod, a second grade teacher, and written by my husband Clark, an eternal second grader at heart. Tune in tonight and bond over a story before drifting off to sleep. Make bedtime the sweetest part of your day. Sleep Tight Stories. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Callie, what do you say? It was. And that time when we did the science experiment and Billy made raisins dance. That is so cool, Billy. He did. (laughs) Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. Can't catch me. I'm going to get you. All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on StoryButton, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Check the backseat. Check the backseat. All right, come here. Check the back seat. Gets in your head, right? 
good. Because every year, dozens of children are forgotten in the backseat of a car by a parent or caregiver. All never thought it could happen to them. But with changes in routines, distractions, or a sleeping child, it can happen to anyone. Parked cars get hot fast and can be deadly. So get it in your head. Check the backseat. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Okay, so I sometimes wake up on my back in the middle of the night. Should I be worried? Should I call my doctor? Should I be having a meltdown? No, but I actually get asked this constantly. I can't ever do a Q&A without somebody asking me this. And I hear this a lot also from dads because dads tend to get panicked when they find their partner in the middle of the night on her back or on her belly. So no harm done. Absolutely no harm done. Just flip back to your side and pick up where you left off because you can't control your sleep position when you're sleeping. It's just not possible. So don't stress it. How can you help your heartburn? I know you didn't have it, but I did. A few things. Remember all the pillows that you were using to stay propped up on your side? You got to add some more and you got to prop yourself up. Too. So on your side, but also up because being in a more upright position uses gravity to keep those gastric juices where they belong, which is in your stomach so that they don't back up and cause that yucky reflux that can keep you up at night. And it also being propped up can help with that congestion that pregnant women are prone to and snoring. Pregnant women tend to snore somewhat, but by the way, if you're snoring a lot, if your partner comments on it every morning, like you were snoring like a truck driver, then you should check with your doctor because it might need monitoring. But if you're feeling the burn big time, definitely eat dinner at least a few hours before you turn in for the night. And when you're adding that light bedtime snack, which is absolutely a, a must, switch the warm milk to cold almond milk, because that's super soothing for heartburn. And what about hip pain? Oh, yes, the joys keep coming, don't they? Here's where the propping and pillows come up again. And you should always lie on the hip that doesn't hurt as much, even if it's your right side. And always try wearing a bump support that can take some of the pressure off your hips and your back. Okay, so what can women do to prevent leg cramps and restless leg syndrome? I mean, this is something I can relate to because I had horrible RLS, not only in my legs, but in my arms, by my elbows. It was horrible. It was like this feeling you can't escape. And it's actually probably one of my least favorite parts of being pregnant. Wow, that's saying a lot. Yeah. So, you know, leg cramps can definitely cramp your sleeping style. The best way to relieve a leg cramp, I don't know if you got leg cramps, but lots and lots of moms yes. get them. And when they hit, instead of pointing your toes down, you should flex your toes up, point towards your nose. You can do that before you turn in for the night to try to prevent the leg cramps. So you can also do it if a leg cramp hits in the middle of the night. Standing on a cold surface if you have one handy, can also relieve a leg cramp. And taking that magnesium supplement that we talked about before bed can help as well as that warm milk. And skip carbonated drinks before bed because they contain a lot of phosphorus, which can make leg cramps more common. And now restless leg syndrome is a little trickier. It's less common, but some moms have it, you know, all the time, not just when they're pregnant, but there are medications that you can take ordinarily that you can't take during pregnancy, of course. 
And it's that creepy, crawly feeling. It's on mm-hmm. your legs, your arms. You had it even on your elbows. You can try keeping an eye on your diet to see if you can figure out any triggers in your diet. For some moms, it's carbs. Maybe it's caffeine. And you can also try all the leg cramp tricks just to see if any of them work. Is pregnancy insomnia really nature's way of prepping you for sleep-deprived months ahead? We knew this a long time ago, but Mother Nature (laughs) has a pretty twisted sense of humor in some cases. Yeah, she does. But whether it's her intention to prepare you for your new parent days or something that she just didn't fully think out, it's definitely true. So by the time delivery comes, you will have forgotten what it was like to sleep eight hours in a row uninterrupted. Or as you'll call it in a few months, when you start calling me for baby sleep training advice, sleep through the night or STN. See, everything's got an acronym when you're pregnant or you're you're a parent. So are you ever going to recover that sound sleep skill? Maybe, maybe not. There's always more irony, and here it is. Some moms actually find that they lose the ability to sleep soundly, and even when their baby starts sleeping like a dream, and it will happen one day, the moms are light sleepers for life. I know that definitely happened to me. I'm still a light sleeper. And even more irony, if you fast forward, because that baby that you couldn't get to sleep, couldn't get to bed, one day will become a teenager who you can't drag out of bed when it's time for school in the morning. Guilty. So Emma, do you have any suggestions, advice for exhausted pregnant women? It's tough because I always tell my friends and my friends online, I always say, sleep while you can, but it's a double-edged sword because you can't. Right. Honestly, it is actually really good practice for like never sleeping again. But if you can get a few Z's in before the baby, do it any way you can, safely. You know, one thing I think is super important is getting exercise during the day, whether it's just a walk before dinner or something like that. Getting that exercise can help you sleep a lot better. It can give you energy during the day and help you sleep better at night. But the one thing you don't want to do is exercise too close to bedtime because that can wire you. And maybe the most important thing of all is not stressing about not sleeping. Right. Remember, Emma, you said that you just didn't toss and turn about it. You got out of bed and you slept on the damn recliner. Sometimes that's what it takes. I actually, when you were talking about counting sheep, I remember trying that. I tried to count sheep. That's how desperate I was. And once you start obsessing about it and you start going into that downward spiral of like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be up at 5 a.m. and like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, then you're just never going to sleep. Don't sweat it. You got plenty of other reasons to sweat, like your hopped up metabolism. Exactly. (laughs) Don't let sleep get you down. No. Ooh, baby love, my baby love, I need you. Oh, how I need you. Thanks for listening. Remember, I'm always here for you. What to expect is always here for you. We're all in this together. For more on what you heard on today's episode, visit whattoexpect.com slash podcast. You can also check out what to expect when you're expecting, what to expect the first year, and the what to expect app. And we want to hear from you. Connect with us on our community message board or on our social media. You can find me at Heidi Murkoff and Emma at 
Emma Bing WTE, and of course, at What to Expect. Baby Love is performed by Riley Beaterer. What to Expect is a production of iHeartRadio. For more shows from iHeartRadio, check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. In my arms, why don't you stay? Need ya, need ya, baby love, ooh, ooh, baby love. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. I've got some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring the one and only Chris Jenner. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That is very, very exciting. And that's just the beginning. We'll also be joined by podcast hosts Jay Shetty, Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, and many more. So come on in, take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Check the back seat. Check the back seat. All right, come here. Check the back seat. Gets in your head, right? Good. Because every year, dozens of children are forgotten in the backseat of a car by a parent or caregiver. All never thought it could happen to them. But with changes in routines, distractions, or a sleeping child, it can happen to anyone. Parked cars get hot fast and can be deadly. So get it in your head. Check the backseat. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more.